who decided to show. Sorry, I'm late. A wizard is never late. You're a slacker. You are causing a major disturbance on my time. If I don't leave now, I'll be late for being early. You're late. I generally come in at least 15 minutes late. If you ain't first, you're last. Now the early show, later, with Karis and Jeremy from 1027 The Peak. Levels. The levels are good. Check it, check it. Good, good, good. Hello. Welcome to the Early Show Later podcast, episode 131, Hogs on the Loose. I am one of the hosts, Karis Hogg. I am Jeremy Baker. Hello. Better be cool, I was Jeremy Bacon. <laughs> ah, for one show only. I'm Jeremy Bacon. But Jeremy can be found on Twitter at Jeremy underscore Baker. Six degrees from Jeremy Bacon. So, so close. Oh, man. It's quite quite a wild uh, wild story of hogs on the loose in Florida for Animal yeah. Cast. That's right in the middle of our juice donut today. We're going to end with Motalica talking about the fire hydrant hose that is Twitter. Yes. Good, bad, and ugly. Yeah, we were, Jeremy, you and I were talking about Twitter recently. Just, you know what? I noticed right when the Russia invasion first happened, and I mean, we're not that many days into it, but right when it first happened, I noticed on Twitter that all of the um, fuck Trudeau and, uh, you know, whatever those hashtags of like burn Canada down or whatever (laughs) they were, uh, those all disappeared. For a while. Bot farms are busy, man. Yeah. They had other things on their mind. And, you know, and then it just really makes you think about what is happening on Twitter and who is active on Twitter and, you know, the sort of the the environment on there, which can be pretty hostile. I don't think there's that many real people on Twitter. Yeah, like, that's there the thing. so many bots. So yeah. Few people. Exactly. But the people that are on there are like journalists. So I think that's why the bots target it so much because they're like, oh, you know, if we just keep hammering the message. Yeah. It makes it feel like it's bigger than it is. Yeah, when when it's really not. For most people, it's just not a not a factor. And no. Mo kind of dives into that a little bit. Yep. It's kind of good. Yeah, so we talk about that. And also on the podcast today, we're talking about, what else have we got Vancouver tourism slogans. That's right. The Toronto blog was bold enough to be like, hey, Torontonians, if you were to write a tourism slogan, what would you write? People had some funny answers, and we thought, oh, maybe that could be a, a something we should do in Vancouver. Jimmy World during the middle, sounding awesome on 1027 The Peak. Good morning, you guys. You're listening to the early show with Karis and Jeremy. I thought this was bold. It was, uh, what's the website? Blog TO in Toronto. I was like, hey, if you were to write a uh, tourism slogan for Toronto, what would it be? And you're just like, oh, you're just, it's going to be funny, <laughs> yeah. but it's going to be rough. And it was funny. It was good. Uh, I like the one that said, uh, living in Toronto, like living in a bank lobby, but you can smoke marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. That sounds like a very nice city slogan. Toronto, starting in the low 500s. And you're like, oh, they have the real estate thing there, too. Neat. Yeah, yeah, they do. They <laughs> so that do. caught me thinking if we were to do that in Vancouver, that could be pretty funny. Yeah, what, what would the Vancouver City slogan be? Like, if you were to write the tourism uh, slug line, what would you what would you write? Uh, come for the food, stay for the moss. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, we put the V in the West Coast. Uh, oh, yeah, the double. Okay. Yeah, we put the yeah the V in the yeah exactly. The, you know. Okay. Yeah, kinda right. Okay, I like that. Um, 
taste the Vancouver? That'll be 25 cents, please. Mm-hmm. Okay, Ching-ching. I like that. Or let the Vancouver begin. <laughs> <laughs> Not even that sure like, what that is. Yeah, I feel very madman. Like you just walked into the room and you're just like, let the Vancouver begin. And then everyone's like, Don, brilliant. Yes, I love it. I love it, Don. <laughs> Don, you are a god. No, he's like, I don't know what that, I just woke up this morning hungover and just scribbled that down. <laughs> Come on. Boy, Beastie Boys doing a song called Sabotage. It's on 1027 The Peak. <laughs> okay, we've got another Animal Cast story for you. Earlier this morning on the program, we were talking about the brand new baby orca that was born to J-Pod. Locally here, that's that was a great story. We've got pictures up on Twitter if you want to check them out at The Peak. Baby J. Yeah, Baby J. Uh, now, this Animal Cast story is coming all the way from Florida. Everyone likes that state. Yeah, fun times. And this is a story that is close to my heart because it is a story of wild hogs on the loose. My last name is Hog, and so whenever I, whenever there's a story about a pig, whenever anything's happening with a pig, I feel a connection to it. Um, I, I love them as animals. I think they're very cool. And so a pair of pigs escaped from their backyard pen in Florida and led uh, neighbors, everybody around the whole town. The newscaster. Even like, the I got news- in there. Yeah, even the newscaster. <laughs> so this story is from, you know, KCPQ, uh, KCPQ, serving Jacksonville and all of Orange County. And Layton, Florida. And so this reporter is talking about the story and then even got in on the hog hunt. It was almost like a scene out of a comedy. It was actually all of it. It was comical, it was funny, it was thrilling. Frank Carey first spotted these pigs around 7.30 in the morning. He was out in the garage working. They just walked up, I'm like, whoa. The two pigs were friendly. Actually. Yeah, they were hungry. Yeah, I was feeding them. Fast forward nearly 12 hours when we drove down 5th Street West in Lehigh. We saw this scene unfold. Randy Love was on his way home when he saw the pigs playing in the street. He called his cousin who owns the two big boars. He was like, oh, my pigs. Through the fence. She broke through. For more than half an hour, these hogs hauled you-know-what all over. They they got some pretty good speed on them. It was an all-hands-on-deck effort. Random neighbors, Lee County deputies, heck, even I tried to chase down the pigs. But these big guys <laughs> ran their bacon butts off. Even I tried to chase down like, the pigs. Do they, they have a journalism award? Like, how do you... How do you- Earn like if this guy doesn't win one, what do you got to do? Exactly, I know. I mean, he. I don't know if he he didn't actually catch the pig. They did catch one of the two. The other one is still on the loose. I just I love all the times where it's like when the news makes the news. He's like, hey man, I got in there. I could not be in a you know be on the outside looking, and I had to be part of it. Exactly, and I can imagine if I were there, there's no way that I wouldn't also want to try and get in it on that. It would be like a sportscaster being like, you know what, no, and then just coming down from the press box and hopping on the field and being like, like, let me throw a couple. Listen, I can't just stand I by and watch this. this. Come on. The Early Show welcomes to the program host of This Is Van Color on Check Sundays at 7, and our favorite political pundit <laughs> Mo Amir. Motalica! 
Karis, Jeremy, what's going on? Oh, not much, Mo. Just uh, all everything coming at us at once on Twitter. It's it like a is, fire hydrant. It yeah. is. It's a constant fire hydrant stream of information that is both good, because it's good to get all the information, and mm. also bad, because not all of the information is accurate, and also there are a lot of bullies on Twitter. And also you get all of the information. Exactly. And sometimes <laughs> it's so much, and it, you know, especially Especially when we're watching uh, war happen in real time on our phones mm-hmm. from Ukraine, it's it's a lot. And then beside that is Kanye West, and I'm like, why are these two things together? <laughs> yeah, how do I, how do I process all of this? Yeah, it's anarchy. It's a jungle out there. You know, I, I love Twitter. Obviously, I, I don't think I would exist in the media space if it wasn't for Twitter, because that's kind of how I broke into everything. I certainly made friends like like both of you. I met my girlfriend off Twitter. Like. I love Twitter. However, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> however, uh, it's very easy to get sucked into Twitter with the doom scrolling and then forgetting that outside, you know, the sun is shining and there's still good things in the world. Yeah. And, and it's important, while, while Twitter does serve a great purpose, I think, in terms of getting really instant news and seeing sort of how people are uh, people in the media and other notable people are are having conversations around things that are happening in the world. Uh, it is too easy to get sucked into it. And I think it's important just to remind ourselves that only 17% of Canadians are on Twitter, and like 90% of those people are just talking to themselves. <laughs> so it's a very small microcosm of society, but it's, uh, it tends to be quite alarmist at points. It, it tends to be quite uh, sensational at certain times. And you're right, like one of the big problems with all social media, but I think particularly Twitter is, Fake news can spread like wildfire really quickly, and by the time it gets corrected, you know, the the misinformation has already gone viral. And so I, as much as I love Twitter, I always encourage people to take a breath, you know, take a break from Twitter. And if you want information, sometimes instant information isn't always the best because it's still being verified. Sometimes it is good to go to your newspaper. Remember those? Yeah. Or or even, Karis, I know you were talking about that... um, Ukraine documentary on Netflix, Winter on Fire, you know, if you want to get a background understanding of what's happening. Sometimes it's good just to step back and if you want to learn, you know, go to sources that you know are verified and the information is maybe not instant, but gives you a better understanding of what's happening in the world. Yeah, exactly. That that sounds like uh, all very good advice, really, Mo. Very good advice. And it's advice. hard. I, I fall into it too, right? So don't guilt yourself if you do get into those uh, those Twitter spirals and you think the world is totally going to end tomorrow. Uh, that happens. That's normal. Yeah, and so really the way to deal with that is just to take a break. Just turn it off and walk away for a while. Absolutely, yeah. And focus on yourself for a little bit too, right? Like as, as much as the world is kind of on fire sitting in Vancouver, you know, most of us are pretty privileged. We have loved ones around us, hopefully, and we have friends and, you know, Twitter is not real life. And while it is important to be informed, uh, it's also important to have uh, good practices that nourish your mental health, I think. Right on. Perfect. Go smell the crocuses. Yeah, exactly. Go get out there and smell the crocuses and the daffodils, even though they don't have much of a scent, but they're beautiful. (laughs) Exactly, right? Yeah. The Early Show with Karis and Jeremy. 1027 The Peak. Alternative Vancouver. And we're done. That is a wrap.
Uh, all right, so good times. Thank you to Mo for always coming on. He's a super fun guy to talk to on the radio. Yeah, and that's definitely cakes. definitely good advice about the Twitter is just put the phone down, put the Twitter away, and focus on yourself sometimes. There was this guy, uh, oh, what's his name now? Ian something. He's a reporter dude in Vancouver. Anyway, he kind of wrote just the other day how he, he kind of liked not knowing everything all the time. And then some people were like, well, ignorance is bliss. He's like, no, I don't mean that. He's like, I was always well-informed. He's just like, I read the morning paper and then I didn't do news. And then I did the evening news and I learned everything. And I, he's like, I would read, I was well-read. I just had a time for it. But with Twitter, it's all day. That's exactly it. It's all day, every moment, if you want. You know, it can yeah, be it's constant it's, updates. Exactly. And it can be really overwhelming and it doesn't need to be. Yeah, that's kind of what he was saying. It's like almost like setting aside like a get informed time. Now I'm gonna learn about Ukraine. I've now done an hour on Ukraine and put that away and go back yeah. to so whatever. Be knowledgeable, else you were learn doing. what's going on, be smart, be intelligent, have situational awareness. And then live your life. Yeah. And with everything on demand and coming at us all the time and having the ability to have all of it all the time, you kind of have to set your own boundaries and mark out your own schedule for things like that. Otherwise, it's just it does. It feels like a fire hydrant coming at you and you're just like, ah, I'm soaked. Now you're drinking from the fire hose. <laughs> uh, you can come at us anytime. Knives out on Twitter. Yes, anytime. We will only read it at our designated we are now accepting knives out time, but yep. you can send it whenever and we will get it whenever we, we read it. We try not to block you. At <laughs> Karis Hogg, C-H-A-R-I-S-H-O-G-G. I am at Jeremy underscore Baker. And uh, we work at a radio station called The Peak in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. You can find The Peak at The Peak. And I guess that's that. Tomorrow. That's we're do it wrap. again. Yeah, tomorrow we'll do a Friday program. Cool Julio. Bye. See ya. Nothing can kill the grimace. All right, we're done here.